Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Send Us Flowers. I'm your host Liz, other people like to call me busy, and I am here today with Christina, the magical baked baker. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> and you do a, a ton of other incredible things. Yes, lots but, of things. But, um, I mean, like, I'm already, just look at these, co- like, what? Those are my botanical what? bandits. So, it's a... Uh, lemon rosemary shortbread bar. Am I allowed to have a bite now? Of course, yes. Do you and want? Or do you want one? Do you I, want yes, some? absolutely. You know, it's so funny. I don't eat a lot of my own desserts oftentimes, but um, yeah. So I paint mm. like a glaze, a lemon glaze on top, so mm. it's kind of like sets all the flowers in, and it's pressed with dried pansies That's and violas incredible. and canvas leaves, and like it lends itself really well when I make it make it infused. Um, the earthiness and pinene and mm-hmm. limonene strains match really well with the flavor. Wow. So I call it a botanical bandit because um, it's named after my friend. It's inspired by the Velvet Bandit. She's a mm. really awesome street okay. artist in like Sonoma County. And so she does wheat paste and she's in my Weed Wednesday group. And she's just such an inspiring person. And so when I was making these bars, I was mm-hmm. like painting them on. I was like, oh, this feels like wheat pasting. I love that you paint them. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally like there's like flowers and there's also the different layers. Like there's depth to the art of your creations both visibly and taste wise Mm -hmm. like what (laughs) (laughs) thank you catnip like that's great i mean that's crazy that's that's really really cool i mean you put so much creativity and thought to it like i'm literally like for all the audio listeners and i'll do an up close of this later but like there's literally layers of frosting and the flowers and then another layer Mm -hmm. and so then there's some on top and it creates this like perception of depth it is and there's also texture and that's what i love about mm-hmm. desserts too right it's a shortbread bar like it's soft it's crumbly there's mm-hmm. a little hint of salt in there and then normally shortbread bars are kind of sucky because they're too dry like i find a lot of desserts to be too dry i'm mm-hmm. like i mean no that's snob. perfect and i put the layer of like the lemon glaze on top because mm-hmm. it just gives you like this hit of acidity and sweetness to make that more complex and right. then the flowers and the leaves like that's a texture and a flavor too that it's very subtle but um, I actually prefer this um, infused rather yeah. than not infused because I love the flavor of cannabis okay. and how it interacts with desserts. Okay. No, this is this is incredible. So to start, before I forget, who are you sending flowers to today? Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought take a vibe. <laughs> Let me pause to edit. How many flowers do I get to send? You, I mean, you can send as many as you want, honestly. You could send like a hundred if you, if you wanted to. We'd probably be here for a while, well, but okay. yeah. Um, I think, okay, I have, I have a few and I heard, I listened to your episode with Annie Trimber who sent me that flowers, was so which was fun. awesome. I know, what a fun, I, I honestly, I think I just selfishly need to have more bakers on my show because I, I, we get a lot of goodies and we get to snack and it's like a completely different experience and it's really fun. <laughs> it is. And you know, with Annie, like I, I love this group of like women in cannabis that she's incredible. Found. Yeah. She's, she's so creative and she's so smart. Like I was hanging out with her during Emerald cup and we were up at the show and she, I mean, she knows her stuff about oh, concentrates yeah. and dabs and she was so in her element and I was just watching her go around and talking to everybody and talking to 710 labs and like she knew her shit in a, in a room full of like, farmers and men and yeah. she knew what she was talking about and I love that and there's so many women like that in this industry so my she other, holds her own yeah and so my other flowers I'd love to send is actually how one of the ways that we met and spent time together Jordan uh, yes. Jordan rocks he is absolutely incredible at creating space for women absolutely. and people of color in the cannabis space and you know a lot a lot of brands and companies and even a lot of us myself mm-hmm. included we talk a big game but right. actually doing the work doing the steps and creating inclusive spaces and convincing your clients and your people to think bigger and yeah. create space jordan just recently did this amazing brunch with source cannabis that you were at mm-hmm. that uh, was incredible and it was amazing and you know his whole point was you know instead of just creating content you know and putting it out there like why don't you create a space and yes it was so much more meaningful for the brand for I mean, I, I see their flower right I know, here. I know, it's like source. front and center, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I love the event because, one, it made me a fan of Source um, mm-hmm. because they cared enough to put dollars to yeah. host an event like that. And that Jordan 
hosted it and convinced them to do it because he's like, you know, he's like, this is crazy. There's so many badass women in this right. space. And he's like, and y'all don't know each other? Yeah. Let's make that happen. That and, was really powerful. And when you get women in a room together to work together, incredible things happen. And oh, yeah. That's what I've been seeing. And so my next set of flowers is, I'm going to say a lot of the um, Asians in cannabis I've met recently lots of women yeah uh, lots of women at the top women executives and leaders and founders so cool and thanks to Ophelia and um, I call them my tiger aunties like the Angela's <laughs> and Charmaine at Stizzy like we all get together and we hang out and it's been such a wonderful way for me personally to discover my culture that. and heritage through cannabis wow and they've become like a family because you know it's hard to talk about it with my family and my parents and many of us have the same thing right and being Are able your, sorry to interrupt are your mm -hmm. parents okay with you well they know I work yeah. in the cannabis industry so when I got a job at Papa and Barkley and I was explaining what I did they were like okay because I'm like yeah it's kind of like tiger bomb it makes you feel better it's plants and yeah like, you know and they knew that I'm like they knew that it was cannabis was illegal, but I'm like, nah, it's legal now. It's fine. Right. So my mom tried it. She likes it. So they know I work in cannabis, but they don't know how much I yeah. consume. And it's a really hard conversation for me to have with them because, you know, it's just, I don't think they'd get it. Yeah. They haven't been to my house since before the pandemic and my house has transformed into like, I started out with no smoking weed accessories and mm -hmm. now my house is filled with them. And so they haven't been to my house in a couple of years. I'm right. like, they're like, can we come visit? And I'm like, you're like, Ooh, maybe, give me I, like, maybe next weekend. Yeah, but you know, with um, you know, I call my tiger aunties. Yeah, and you have and people to like community. It's it's really cool. And you know, um, Chef Wendy Zhang and Elaine and I host like cool events. We just did a hot pot, and like it was great to bring each other together. So yeah, flowers all around. That's amazing. <laughs> and you know, to have that community and connection, and especially bridging it back to your own heritage and culture that's really important and that's not something I don't think is actually spoken enough about in cannabis it's westernized out here mm -hmm. like it's not I don't I feel like culture is not as respected as a whole it's very I'm, I'm really blanking on the right word here but like it's it's just not honored Mm -hmm. and it's always kind of like a back burner thing you know and especially over the pandemic I noticed with like tradition of all sorts it really fell to the side because people would be like oh well it's not a special day anymore this mm -hmm. isn't a special time because we don't get to be with the people who make that special or like you know we're just still at home and so I think that the fact that you've been able to find people yeah. to celebrate tradition and culture with is yeah. really important and just friendship I, I love this cannabis community like mm -hmm. I only really got involved like a year ago not even I mean I, yeah. I had a job at Pop and Bark and that was my first in the industry and that's where I got to learn about everything but I didn't really know anyone and right. I remember going to my first like all those events and the conferences and yeah like, the sad lost little puppy I didn't know anybody <laughs> like it was so sad and I, really yeah what year was that 2019 okay and so what led you to getting a job at Papa and Berkeley in the first place yeah, so I had spent my most of my career in food, restaurant, and hospitality. Mm -hmm. So I do PR and marketing, comms, content for restaurants and hospitality brands. Very cool. And I worked at agencies. I worked in-house at a restaurant company called Tender Greens, and I helped okay. them yeah. grow their company like from three restaurants to 30 and to New they're York. They're everywhere. Yeah. I was and, just in one actually last night. And their culture and their brand is so – it's – it was so meaningful. Honestly, mm -hmm. it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Yeah. And it changed me. It made me a better person. And then so there was a moment where, like, I burned out. I was working yeah. way too hard. And then so I pieced out, um, not against my will, to be quite honest with you. And it was a huge shock. And it shook yeah. me. And it changed my life. And I took, I ended up, I took a summer off, which ended up turning into a year and a half that I call Summer of Christina. But good. I, tra I traveled to Europe I for six weeks and just saw friends and like wow. saw what the world had to offer. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have to work. I didn't have to look at my phone yeah. and my email and no one needed to know where I was. Right. And Because why do they? And all of a sudden I had time. I was like, I'm going to get high because I have time, right? <laughs> I didn't have places to be or things to do. And... 
it changed me. And then I was like, you know, I really want to work in cannabis because I really right. love the startup entrepreneur life. I get along with founders and entrepreneurs and I just like this fast paced industry. Mm-hmm. And so I was lucky enough to get a job as head of PR comms and content at Papa and Barkley. And we did a clean cannabis campaign and they were great. I just, I thought I knew about cannabis, but mm-hmm. I knew shit for shit. Like it was, it was so much. Like I remember my first month at Pop Mark, like I'd go home at the end of the day and my head would hurt because yeah. it was just like, I was like Neo, like with information being plugged oh my in God. and I'm listening to them tell me all of this. And I'm like, I don't understand 70% of the words you're saying. Yeah. And it makes me think about as somebody who's like a new cannabis user or curious. There's so many people who are curious, so they tried it and they're trying to learn and understand about this plant. These words are scary and they're big and they're yeah. sciencey. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. For people who are in the industry, you know, I was being words are being thrown at me like, you yeah. know, terpene, activate, the decarb, blah. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, what? Like, wait, what temperature? How yeah. long? Like how yeah. and, and underlying all of that, it's you know, was so a, much information. It is. And underlying all of that is a newbie, as somebody who didn't know anything and who didn't consume a whole lot at the time. I was like, there's that fear of like, well, I don't mm-hmm. want to get fucked up. And so getting the crash course, learning all the words. And now I think about it, I was like, oh, I totally understand what the humble farmers were saying. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just talking about farming and agriculture. Yeah. But they've developed a vernacular and a language over the years. And I just need to translate that into words that people already understand. And I totally. know that they understand that because you, if you love really good food and you shop and you, you go to the farmer's market, you care where your food comes from, you want to eat well, you should also care where your weed comes from and absolutely we, we garden we farm you know that language of talking about how food grows applies mm-hmm. exactly to cannabis yes. so that's why I get to bake beautiful desserts so I use my desserts and food to talk about cannabis to help bridge that gap and help people understand because this plant changed my life yeah um, especially you know I think Papa and Barkley all the time I'm not there anymore and I left right before the pandemic but like you know they're doing incredible things their philosophy yeah. was a great one for me to dive into the industry with and I'm so appreciative I I absolutely love that I think that's beautiful and that's a beautiful way to start your journey so then were you always into cooking and baking even before that or is this a recent like a more recent endeavor that you've taken on I've always loved cooking and food so because I worked in like food and restaurants mm-hmm. I've worked with some of the best chefs in LA and beyond and so wow. I would ghost write recipes or you know our food was more chef oh, that's driven incredible. so I spent a lot of my time around chefs and foods and you know foodies and so it was something I like to do at home but I just never had time to mm-hmm. really sit and bake and when I found myself jobless sitting around collecting unemployment which was really nice I started baking because I was like well I have all this time on my hands yeah. so let's try it and I am not a good baker it's really hard for me and I know people who look at my desserts are like no way like yeah they're beautiful but it took a lot of time and practice honestly mm-hmm. because I'm not patient I don't right. like to measure things I'm you know, and all the mistakes I made lead to me learning something new, which yes. is how we kind of get to the next step. So being unafraid to make mistakes is really how I got to this point. And so baking's still really hard. Um, mm-hmm. Candy making is a whole, confections is a right. whole other thing that I don't have the patience for because I don't have to measure. But also cooking and baking with cannabis, you have to be very measured and very so cal- careful. To calculate you have to know the, the dosing. Math. Yeah. Oh my God, please help me. I cannot. <laughs> okay, so I, I mean, I know there's a formula, but so how do you do it? What's your okay. can of math? Okay, so. Or does everyone have the same can of math? I think it's how you go about it. Like, okay. Yeah, so I wrote an article. for. So I'm, I write for MedMen's Ember. So I'm a contributing writer and so I do cool. recipes. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to see your formula, it's on, on the blog. There's a how to cook and bake with cannabis 101. Okay. And then I'll get it up on my, I'll get a version of it on my site, fruitandflower.co at some point once I get around to it. But how to calculate canamath. If you want the easy button, just Google and then you can, there's a cal- there's free calculators online. Yeah. But they don't always take into account what the percentage potency of your weed is. So, okay. you know, what percent THC is your weed. Mm-hmm. And then also what your efficiency. Hmm. So some of the calculators might not have that built in. So you have to consider that. And then depending on your method of infusing and like if you're using one of the infusion devices, mm-hmm. those have different efficiencies too. Um... So the way I usually do it is I'll work backwards. 
and everyone has their terrible scary edible story where they ate a pot brownie somewhere and they got really fucked up no <laughs> yeah and, and that's what <laughs> which by the way we might need to hear yours then too oh my gosh i had so much i oh, i had too much delta nine in chicago and i barfed oh we'll come back God. to that stuff. yeah i could see that <laughs> which is why i'm a little like everyone's like delta nine is safe i was like no it is not yeah yeah. yeah yeah okay but um all right so can of math so i like to start with how much do i want per serving mm-hmm. so generally a starting rate five milligrams per serving so if you're making a recipe and your cookie recipe makes 12 cookies and you want five per serving mm-hmm. that's going to be 60 milligrams total in your entire batch Mm-hmm. so then you're like okay so the easy button if you want to cook and bake is just get a tincture get an oil-based tincture that's already measured mm-hmm. and then you can just put the dropper and substitute okay. in for your oil yeah oil and butter. that makes sense that's the easy button if you're calculating your own then i have to take into account all right what is the percentage mm-hmm. um you know if, I, if it's mystery weed I would have done twenty percent, but now the now the it's so yeah, potent here like, in California. Yeah, I kind of 20, assume a twenty. I assume 34. a twenty-five or more now. Mm-hmm. Um, even some trim is like I've had I've had thirty percent trim. It's really it's like, strong. You yeah. have to be careful, and I I would rather calculate being safe. Like I would rather have somebody have a lower dose than yes. accidentally too high. So I, I totally will always agree. be on the side of caution. I love that personally. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then depending on the method that you're infusing, which is a whole other confusing thing like is it a mason jar is it a slow cooker mm-hmm. do you do a stove top do yeah. you do a device too many choices very overwhelming right but depending on that there's an efficiency loss mm-hmm. because you're not going to get 100 percent. so it's you know are you calculating it up 70 percent is my general okay right so i'd calculate all right if i have 100 milligrams total that i'm trying to infuse i'm going to assume a 70 percent loss so there's only going to be 70 percent of thc right in the butter that you know so i have to build that in so i have a whole formula okay so if your eyes are crossing and your ears are crossing because the words i'm saying are gobbledygook i know i'm just kind of there i'm gonna have to probably like edit something in where it's like the math lady being like you could just take it and like put it like a chalk yeah like that's my brain right now i'm like okay sure (laughs) i'll quadruple check my math because like you know one would think I'd be good at math, but mm-hmm. it's really hard. And like, <laughs> especially when, especially when you're high. So I'll like double check it. I'll like work backwards every yeah. which way. Um, but I have it down now. Once the first time I did this, I was terrified. And yeah. I, and it took me a while to get the confidence to do it. But. Right. Yeah. And especially, so when did you start, you know, serving to other people? Like, did you have some friends who were like, I'll be your little, you know, lab rat or anything? Well, I really started cooking and baking with cannabis a lot more during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So oh, mostly so, was me eating yeah, them. Okay. Or giving them to friends and yeah. neighbors. And then people would ask me to make them. And honestly, like baking things for an order like stressed me out this was yeah like a lot, not even like eight months ago and then now fast forward to today like i'm like yeah sure i'll make you whatever yeah and now you I said yes conf- to someone really cool recently i did well, Actually, i can't even talk oh, okay about we it can't yet. talk about that then yeah, we can't i can't secrets you'll have to go follow her on instagram to see that yeah as soon as i can share i will but it's really freaking cool um but that's the thing it's like yeah I think about my journey and it's like a year ago mm-hmm. exactly um so the reason how I got into this another flower that I can throw in is to Rachel Birkins and Elevate James person, yeah yeah so Rachel is Smokes of Savor on Instagram and she and I are working on bringing back the Clever Root which is a publication about food weed wine and everything that grows so cool um but she hosted the Elevated Eight which was a cannabis cook-off competition along with Elevate Jane, which is a really beautiful Asian woman-owned smoking accessories brand. And it was wild. She invited me to participate because I had done a couple cannabis recipes mm-hmm. and my imposter syndrome was like flooding. Because I was yeah. like, and this was a year ago. I was like, who am I? Like, I'm not even a, that great of a baker. I'm struggling here. And then I make so many mistakes. And I just learned this and I just got in the industry. And I was up against people who've been doing this for years. And people yeah. who are cannabis chefs. And it was really intimidating. But I said yes. Fuck it. And said yes anyways. And then ended up winning. And then through that. That is so cool. And through that I found this incredible community of cannabis chefs. And like I call them like mm-hmm. the foodie weedies. People yeah. who love really good food and love really good weed. 
and now they've all become friends and that's how this community grows I absolutely love that and it's you know I always say I'm like I wouldn't be where I am without Rachel or Mm -hmm. Ophelia or lots of people Mm -hmm. um it's and that's what I love about this community as well and the people I find myself surrounded by like we lift each other up oh somebody else Tess Melody from uh Dose of Sauce from Saucy she makes infused barbecue sauce and vinaigrette I have never seen anyone hustle as hard as Tess like she saw my tart that I made that I won for Elevated 8 and she was like I need that for my brunch with Laganja Estranja and will you make one I was like yeah okay yeah sure and then we became friends and she invites me and she brings in other women and lifts them up and mm-hmm. without her I wouldn't be where I am and yeah. there's so many people who feel the same way yeah no and, and that's incredible and I, I do think it's so cool especially in the cooking community of cannabis there's something about it and the people who are a part of it that always make it like so welcoming. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like the most welcoming niche of cannabis in my opinion. Well, I think it's if you love to cook and eat and like if you're a chef, like yeah. it's hospitality, right? Mm-hmm. It's when you are feeding somebody, you are literally It's like your love language. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, cannabis just brings that out even more and yes. because we love to feed and we all like to eat like you know, the cannabis is not even, like, it's a part of who what we're doing, but, like, really come out. It's This yeah. is, like, high-end munchies. When I get together with my cannabis chef friends, like, all we do is talk high about, like, munchies. the most amazing food yes, things we want to cook I and bake. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. And I bet you all come up with, like, insane recipes. Oh, is there a, a recipe book of, like, all the people's recipes combined? There... Well, I know that there's a cannabis cookbook that just came out. I uh-huh. forget the name of it. Okay. I'll send it to you later. Yeah. But it's kind of like a lot of the, like the well-known ones, like Jordan Wagman, some of like the other like bigger named chefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many young up-and-coming women of color. I just there's a lot of interesting people doing wonderful, cool things, um, both on the legal market and on the illicit market too. And I look yeah. at them both, and I think it's great because it's such an opportunity for like. People are hustlers in this industry. Oh my I've God. never seen... They work harder than anyone. Because everyone always has to have like four different jobs going on too. So, okay. Another flower. Which I know you're... I do the same thing now. You're also balancing. Well, I, did, I wasn't always. I was a former corporate like nine to five or one job and this was all my only life and my right. whole life and I poured my whole soul into it and so I can't help but do that. But in this industry, everybody has got bunch of different side hustles mm-hmm. we all want to do side projects together and so another flower I'll send is for chef Wendy Zhang she was on Chopped 420 and she won her episode and we've become good friends she's who I host um like the hot pot party with yeah. and we're doing a rolling pool party this summer but um you know she has a full-time job she has a consulting business she's a chef with a catering company who does like infused events Clutches and it. she does content and filming and every time I see her, she's the most zen and chill, and she makes time for you and makes you feel heard and seen. And when I see her, I'm like, Wendy, how do you do this? Like, I don't under, I don't get it. And she said a couple things. She was like, you know, one, outsourcing. Um, you know, that's why she partners with people because then she can do more, right? Like people who compliment her skill set. No, I'm good, thank you. People who compliment her skill set and do the, love doing the things that she doesn't want to do, and then. That's how she grows. And so that's how I'm able to build fruit and flower yeah. and be like, okay, well, I can have a creative content agency because I'm going to tap in with my friends who already have an incredible like food and hospitality right. creative studio. And they happen to also love cannabis. So yes. partner together and making content's more fun with friends. So why I not? I totally agree. Yeah. Or like, you know, I want to do, you know, a podcast with this. How do mm-hmm. I do with Substack? Um, yeah. Doing a magazine. Like, I don't know how to run a pu- digital publication. Right. Like Rachel has. And we both add in. And together we get to do incredible projects and things. So my biggest challenge is I have a hard time saying no. And oh, I just... So and fun. when I get high, I get more and more ide- ideas. Yeah. And you sit with all these super... <laughs> we just... We, we together. Like, it happens. And you sit with all these really creative people. And you're like, oh, like, what if we do this? And this really cool thing. And then they're all business ideas. And then, like, you know, now I want to do a marketplace to yeah. be able to, like, curate a place where, like, if you love really good food and good weed and, like, mm-hmm. these, like, like 
edibles right now in the market, like, it's chocolates and gummies, and there's a few other interesting yeah. things. And, like, I love the quality of a lot of them, but, like, most of them is just, it's just sugar weed. That's all it is. Yeah, it is. It and is a And there needs to just be differences. Like, I, mm-hmm. I do like, um, and that's why I pulled some drinks today, because oh, yeah. I figured, you know, foodie, mm-hmm. we can try some new things, like... I do love this Lagunitas. I had never tried the Gem and Jane. This one That's I didn't. Try, one. I have never Which tried either. Um, it's a Miss Tinley's. Oh, yeah. the tea company. I've never. Oh. I haven't tried that one either. Um, this one is the and this one's Rebel, Rebel Coast. Coast. I tried the green one of that. Um, that the tastes sauve, more like wine. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. It's a cannabis wine. Yeah, I love the category. Like I love. Look, I love them all, but it's like right. Just there needs like, to be. More. There's there's junk food and then there's high end food. Just like I love Taco Bell, just as much as I love a really amazing like Michelin starred restaurant. Yes, and everything in between. Like mm-hmm. to me, like eating and weed is just it's pleasure and yeah. it's indulgence, and you can enjoy the full spectrum of it. Yeah. So right, like you don't always want fancy food, mm-hmm. um, right? And I find in the edible market, you know, I like the gummies are some really great quality, like yeah. hash hash gummies and chocolates and things mm-hmm. like that. But, like, right, beautiful desserts, like a custom cake for your birthday or, like, things that you can't, you haven't even seen yet. They're not allowed and it's a shame. Yeah, that's, so that's the crazy part, too. And I'm curious, so, like, within the restrictions but also within what you're seeing and and doing, what do you think is kind of the future for that? Do you think there will be room for more specialty cannabis cooking or... I hope so. Like, can I tell you my idea vision? Oh, yes, please. So somebody's probably already thought of this, but I would love, I'm going to manifest because this is what I've noticed too since I've come into the cannabis industry. You can manifest anything you want. That's what this podcast is for. I I shit, like seriously, you put it out in the universe and it shows up to you and in your lap. And if you're looking, you're like, no way, Christina, you're full of shit. Like, that's not how the world works. No, it does. I'm like viciously nodding my head it right does now. and I, I have so many examples of how that's working you're just like no fucking way okay but so my idea of what i see what i would like to see is like i want like the culinary cannabis version of an italy Ooh. okay hear me out so you've got this open air thing you yes. go to this market whatever indoor whatever and yeah you have different cities right and then those spaces curate chefs and artisans and makers like right you could have the person making infused pasta yeah like right I make this beautiful cannabis leaf pressed pasta like yeah somebody could be making those you can buy them to take them home to cook with like just like you go to Italy where Mm -hmm. like you buy your little ingredients yeah and then you could have a little pasta bar where Mm -hmm. you have somebody making like beautiful like cannabis infused or not infused whatever meals for you right yeah it's, it's a place where like if you love food and wine you go and it's like a magical wonderland mm-hmm. and then you can go to the ice cream part and you can get beautiful desserts or like cakes to take home and they're dosed perfectly and precisely yes that would be um, incredible wouldn't that be beautiful and then you can have a restaurant yeah have a bar, right? and there's all different kinds of foods and you could host rotating and like pop-up chefs oh and, like, that would be create so an entertainment cool. space yeah. to like have conversations about this and like talks and so I would love to see that come to life and I know mm-hmm. that with some of the lounges that's what I think they're hoping to do but I don't know it needs to be casual I mean I also really like the foxtrot model in Chicago yeah. they have these like high-end like not really high-end it's like high-end 7-eleven like convenience interesting stores. okay but like it's branded really well and they curate things like with local makers in Chicago, mm-hmm. like that could be cool too. I just right. think that, you know, like look at how much we spend on beautiful little packaged desserts. Yeah. Why not? I'm gonna be the Nancy Botwin of all of the real Nancy Botwin making things. Yes, I love that. Businesses. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that that's incredible. And so, like, you know, there's so many different things on the market now. I'm curious what's really like picking your interest. Oh, okay. So I'm. Like, I'll, we'll talk edibles since I, I get asked yeah, this no, question a yeah. lot. Yeah, because people will be like, I don't know what, I love edibles, but I don't know what to buy. Yeah. Okay, the, so the words to look for, and I'm kind of on this crusade personally okay. about Ooh. educating about edibles. So we love So generally when consumers, average consumers who don't know cannabis, yeah. see the words rosin, hash, ice water hash, solventless, those sound scary. Yeah. I don't know what that is. What's keef? Yeah. What's, you know, right? Those sound like bad drug things because that's what we've been taught. Wow. Okay. Yeah. However, as somebody who now understands what those words mean, 
those are the only words I want to look for on my edibles packaging. And those are the kind of products that I want to buy. They should Mm -hmm. be solventless, which means it's made without chemicals. Not solvent-free, which means they were used and then taken out. I know. What is that? Yeah, see, like... I don't like that. It's... That's it's marketing, it's the and there's mar- no regulation. I know, and then it's like, damn it, it's art. It's people I know, like and then somebody us. will just start using it because there's no way to regulate, and then you have to make up a new word. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exhausting. But solventless, um, mm-hmm. hash, any hash chocolates, yeah. um, hash gummies, hash edibles, ice water hash gummies, the Papa Select ice water hash gummies mm-hmm. are my absolute favorite so gummies. Yeah, hands down. Period. And the reason why is because they are only flavored with the terpene, pure ice water hash terpenes of the plant, a little bit of Crazy. sugar, and a little bit of pectin. Yeah. And it's strain specific from the farm. And Incredible. it's whole plant. It's The feeling is so good because it makes me feel like strong. a piece of seaweed floating in the sand. And like it's strong, but like not in a bad way. Like it's not like my head hurts. It's no, no, definitely like not. An ice water hash, like no chemicals at all like it just hits different and mm-hmm. you definitely notice it in a gummies because sometimes yeah. I'll eat like an isolate or distillate gummy with like all the sugar and the crap in it and like my head hurts I say I'm like yeah it, it tastes and feels metallic mm-hmm. whereas something that is made with solventless rosin hash ice water hash it tastes earthy you can taste the terpene so you've literally like so Papa Papa Select is owned by Papa and Barkley which mm-hmm. just launched a yeah. P&B kitchen to do edibles and chocolates and all that stuff but they're a great brand and they're the ones who make this and like they're more expensive because it's yeah. all handmade but it's worth it like mm-hmm. kiva also does hash chocolates yeah um, kiva's then, line is really good i love their products yeah they're a really great quality um i love rose delights the little turkish to, delights. yeah 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 those oh. are really good too the flavor is really unique mm-hmm. it's very light but you're it's there yeah and it's just a nice um if candy could be refreshing, it is. that's how I would describe it. It's like they took weed and fruit and smashed it together into a perfect yes. bite. And it's not too sweet. Like, it's a little Turkish delight. They're these little squares. Mm-hmm. It's not too much. Nope. And they all do all these cool chef collabs and different flavors yeah. based on seasonal ingredients. And they're all about sustainable regenerative farming. So I like their ethos as well. Um, but their their little gummies are mm-hmm. also one of my favorites. And those are made with rosin. So, and all of these, they do taste like weed. And that's something that people yeah. ask me. They're like, you know, how do you, I got somebody who called me. And they're like, you know, we want to know how do you hide the taste of weed? And I was like, hide it. Why yeah, do you want to hide it? Yeah, you want to complement it. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a form factor too. A lot of these drinks are made using, you know, nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. And those are, you, sometimes you want flavorless. Yeah. Like this one's definitely more hop. Like this is mm-hmm. like hops water basically. Yeah. And, and there's, again, there's a use, right? These are all ingredients. They're all tools. Yeah. And so, you know, when I'm baking at very low, like, dosing levels it's like a seasoning right mm-hmm. I only want a little bit of oregano in my tomato sauce I don't yeah. want an entire pound of oregano right but if oregano has you know the medicine that you want and you need a lot of it then you're gonna have to turn to something that isn't doesn't have that flavor because yeah. otherwise it's gonna be overwhelming so you're an artist you're a scientist we create things bring it together and that's what we find in edible. So people who are like, I don't like the taste. I was like, okay, like if you think of it as another, again, a complex layer yeah. in the flavor and on your palate, it's not a gross taste you have to look for. Right. But you have to cook with it in a way that it pairs and it balances, just like salt, just like your seasoning. So when people say, what are the- thanks for being, thanks for just you today. Thank you. I just, that's, <laughs> you know, I always say too, like, since I've started consuming so much weed, like, I've become a different person. Yeah. In a really good way. Like, I'm still who I am, but, like, sparklier, brighter, more me, more mm-hmm. honest and truthful. Like, I think, you know, the Red was saying earlier, I heard yeah. you say, you know, like, cannabis and mushrooms are connected. It is, because it's yes. plant medicine. And all of these, since I have started doing all of these things and meeting people in this community, like, it's just pure clarity yeah you know I left a relationship of 11 years that was no longer serving me yeah I used a lot of cannabis and mushrooms and all of the things to kind of work through it and I have never had so much clarity in my life it's very clear what was working or what wasn't working yeah and why why this needed to end yeah or what I was and what I'm doing next like 
you know, I just took, you know, I, the relationship finally ended and I'm starting to talk about it now. Right. Because he finally moved his stuff out of my house after nine months. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. I feel like a new person. Yeah. I, I, I learned I learned to cope with a level of anxiety using cannabis to kind of like, cannabis and my, you know, Asian, my Chinese heritage to smash down my feelings. Um, but like, right, it was the only way that like I could continue like yeah. going on and doing what I was doing because like the anxiety was overwhelming. For right. people who live with daily anxiety, I don't know how you do it. Like I would have it once in a while and it was crippling. Yeah. Um, but thank God for weed because it just made everything more balanced right you know it gave me it it gave me the ability to channel my Mm -hmm. emotions into something more creative and constructive which is my desserts which is now what I get to do and like I know I took a day off last Saturday and just did a grip of mushrooms and I call it um do you remember back in the day when you had to like reformat your pc and it's like yes what is it like you have to reboot refrag disc refragmenting or, or whatever oh i don't that's actually way beyond my <laughs> i don't i i'm like you unplug it and plug yeah. it back in <laughs> you know, anyone who's like over the age of 40 they're like yeah i know and anyone under the age of 40 is like i don't know what you're talking about oh uh, yeah i'm sorry Anyways. i'm like sure <laughs> basically like i always say like, it feels like it's like it's just making everything run better and mm-hmm. like being on a grip of mushrooms just feels like I went to the dentist, but for my mind. Yeah. Like when you get a good dental cleaning, your teeth feel really clean and mm-hmm. sparkly. Yeah. It's like mushrooms do that, and that's what they make my brain feel like. So I did a nice reset at the end of one, and it was a good way to kind of celebrate the end yeah. of that and put it in, you know, yeah. disc refragment it, push it all there, and then like now move on, and it feels That's really incredible. beautiful. Because then you, you had, you know, cooking to lean on. You had, you know, cannabis and this, but this, like, really beautiful experience with it. And, like, because sometimes, like, even for me, and I think everyone has this moment where it's, like, you know, are you using weed to escape or are you using it to, like, enhance your life and, like, have that intention with yourself? Mm-hmm. And I, like, you know, I have to get perspective of, like, hey, am I utilizing this for the right reasons or Mm -hmm. or what and I think that it's really cool that it's helped you so much through such uh I mean that's a huge thing to happen in your life yeah it was the most intense thing that's ever happened but also because of that fruit and flower was born what I'm doing and creating beautiful desserts and like that didn't exist wow you know, and like this vision of having this like weed Italy is all new. Mm-hmm. And I'm, the magazine, all of this is new, and it's yeah. so much, and it's so intense. But it just, it feels so right. And I, yeah, think, I think culinary is definitely where this industry is headed as well because there's a, there's I a lot of that. interest in it. There's not a lot of people writing about it, talking about it, which right. is why I find myself shocked as shit that anyone cares what I have to say about this matter. No, I really, I really do. And, you know, as I've been, like, talking to you at different events and stuff, too, it's been so impactful to me, and I've really loved watching it. And I, I actually, that was, there was such a beautiful moment where you spoke about why you call what you're doing fruit and flower. Mm. And from hearing also the story of what you've been going through... Yeah. That is even, I feel like that's even a part of it too. It is. And that's why it was so beautiful because of when that name came up, my friend helped me come up with that and she's a brilliant branding, uh, branding strategist Mm -hmm. and she knew what was going on with me. And I told her my whole vision and all my ideas and what I wanted to build and create. And, you know, she said, you know, oh, it's fruit and flower because, you know, think about the cycle of a fruit tree and how hard it is for a seed to grow into a plant to become a tree to then grow flowers that then die to create that fruit and then that fruit then has to die for the seed to to fall to the ground and then grow anew again and then the cycle starts again that's so beautiful and it's so beautiful because in order for you to reach that next step you have to die yeah the flower has to die in order for it to become fruit and the flower is arguably the most beautiful part of the flower of the tree so it's pretty magical and like all of the things that go into creating fruit the fertilizer you have to take care of it the sun like the air like you have to tend to it and so that's why it's like fruit and flower and also like yourself right cannabis and mushrooms all of these things have helped me unfurl and blossom and find myself and I now have my voice that I get to use all of this yeah to help inspire others and teach them how to discover cannabis and mushrooms and how it can 
help make them feel better and it's not about getting fucked up. Yeah. And I think that that's what I see in a lot of kind of the counter side of this yes, industry. for sure. Where it's just all, you know, bro parties and getting high and getting fucked up. Yeah. And TNA. Yeah. And that's not what this plant is about. No. And like, and you know, not even that it's, it's not what it's about. I just think there needs to be a different like there needs to be other places to enjoy it like if they want to do the bro parties like cool sure but it's not really like always what I want my experience to Mm -hmm. be and you know what I actually think is fascinating is as cannabis becomes more legal because I've been really thinking about this I'm always like why is cannabis and weed imagery the way it is? Like, what is that? And I think a lot of it comes from, like, where it is and isn't legal. Mm. And so, like, you think about it. Like, the biggest places that have a cannabis scene that people can talk about, it's Southern California. It's Amsterdam. But then, I mean, just... Denver. Like, Denver. But that's just recent. Like, Mm -hmm. all of the... Like, it's been so illegal in so many different places. And so you have to think, like... The imagery we have is so specific to kind of those lenses almost. Well, and I'm going to bring it full circle back yeah. to the very beginning. So my one of my flowers for Ophelia Chong, who is the founder and she runs Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. Mm-hmm. Um, she's why I met everybody. But she also, before she does what she does now, yeah. was the founder of Stockpot Imagery. And so she was oh. one of the fir- she was the first person to Whoa. look at stock imagery of cannabis and marijuana that is so weed. So cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, and so she looked around and she was like, "Wait a second. She's like, all of this is one racist. Yes. Two is not what I see, and what would." And so she went out and hired photographers and changed the face of cannabis in stock imagery. And if she's listening to this, I, I know that. she's going to be like, "Stop it!" She's going to be no, mortified. No, that's so incredible. But her though. work is so. Because it, it is about the imagery. It's it about is. visual representation. Mm-hmm. It it has to be at yeah. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There is always going to be someone who's like, man, I wish I could see someone like me. And that's how she started Asian American Cannabis Education. Because she walked into a room, looked around. She was like, wow, there's no one here who looks like me. So she started, or, yeah, and, yeah. And, and even like the ethos of that and everything like and I've heard you say that so much and I think that's so important because the way you say it you make it sound so easy and hmm. it's like if in this industry it's very tough it's tough there's a lot of shit that happens and so for people to real like it takes work to do the right thing because the right thing also isn't always like the fun thing or like the easy thing to do in cannabis and so how do you continuously stay on that track I'm just like I mean I know it's so natural like it's a more of a natural thing but like I mean you just really always seem to find the right people you align with the right people and I think that's a superpower honestly yeah I know it's the industry the plant brought it all right mm-hmm. I'm just kind of calling what I see and I don't know when I get together with the women and people of color in this industry like they're the ones who are making a huge difference like I've yeah. sat I've you know and I'm pretty comfortable in like the bro world fine whatever like yeah I, we exist it's we've all had to operate in it yeah and it's you know and there's a place for it and it doesn't bother me that much but I find I feel more inspired Inspired when I am in a room with women and people of color, That's and I have never heard more hustle than when, you know, I was at a I was at an event. It was a networking event, and it was like mostly white men who were kind of there in a mix. And it was a good event. It was totally solid. And then as the night went on, more of like my friends and mm-hmm. the women of color started coming in, and the sh- vibe just shifted. It shifts. It went it from really does. literally just kicking back, smoking, talking about whatever, whatever. And then the women came in and it was just like hustle business. How do we do this? What are you working on? Where have you yeah. been? What have you seen? And I hear that and that's why I'm like, women are going to take over the industry. They're already really <laughs> smart. I'm just like, honestly, <laughs> if you don't have women in leadership at your companies, like you need to because yeah. we are really smart. They're yeah. All the women I have met in this industry are so smart and like in my, even my own experience, like mm-hmm. We don't want to, people don't want to hear what we have to say. Yeah. And it's to their detriment, honestly. Yeah. And it's, if you listen, and 
you know, the category of like who's buying cannabis right now. Okay, there's who's buying right right it's now. Gen Z females. But it's who's right now that's oh, making right. money versus who has the buying power. That too. People right right. That's why I get to do what I do because people don't even know the possibilities of cannabis. There's a whole group of people who would love this and they don't know how yet. Yeah. So as soon as we teach them how, like women in their thirties, forties, fifties have the biggest buying power because they're purchasing for their homes for their households for their family mm-hmm. for their parents absolutely for themselves for their partners probably yes. and so ignoring the women in the room is a really I, I think it's it's to their detriment yeah and the, I, I would agree and I just saw a stat today on Heijin who's another awesome big bad wolf SF okay. on, yeah she's an amazing chef another good flowers to her but she just posted the something today saying how was in 2019, 30%, 36% of small cannabis farms were women-owned, and today it dropped down to 19% or 22% or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's, you know, I mean, I think a lot of small farms are hurt, but, you know, it's, you know, I like supporting women-owned farms yeah. when I can, like Moon Maid Farms and Emerald Queen Farms, um, Autumn Brands. Yeah. And, no, yeah. it's it's definitely, and I, I think, oh, I'm sorry, I think a lot of that was due too to like the pandemic and a lot of people either had to go back to like being more of a caretaker or you know a lot of women run very small like one two team businesses and so if those were event geared at all like that was it that was shut down basically overnight for almost two years on and off and so I I, I see how that statistic could come to be but it's really depressing yeah like it's like really yeah. depressing. It's like, damn, you didn't have the su- because that shows me that there wasn't the support. Hmm. Like, where was the support then for these people to continue their businesses? That's it. And then what? Why is that? Why is it that not men's statistic yeah. fell? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't are- know if it did or didn't. Oh, it could have just been the industry as a whole. Mm, I don't know yeah. the other half. Of okay, that. now we have to do yeah. some research because I'm really, cu- I'm genuinely. I didn't curious. fact check this, so hmm. I just saw a meme and I'm repeating it. All right. Oh, I do that. I all trust agents. <laughs> I, I trust agents because she she gets her shit done. No, but <laughs> now we're doing we're we're moving this podcast into an uh, investigative journalism episode. <laughs> well, there's actually there's two really great articles that just came out. Uh, Mary Jane Gibson, who is a yes. writer for Rolling Stone, um, the publication, mm-hmm. and she also hosts Weed and Grub podcast. Yeah. Um, she wrote an article about like basically the, like the plight the fall of small weed farmers mm-hmm. in California. So check out her story. And then I just saw. Um, Mary, oh, what's her last name? She's Mary Stardust on mm-hmm. Instagram. She um, did a piece for KCRW about California Prop 64 and like why it's failing. Why is California cannabis failing? Yes, very informative. Sorry, my mouth was full. <laughs> <laughs> full of cookies. But no, those, they're very, very informative people, very informative articles. And definitely, I mean, like, that just goes to show in all things, like, especially with cannabis and stuff, like, Fact-checking is super important because there's so many things that are, like, just uh, anecdotal, almost, Mm -hmm. that kind of pass around because there isn't a lot of research. Well, and then also, like, who's gathering this data? Did somebody ask every single small farm? Who is gathering the data? Mm. That is also exactly. So, okay, we are now, (laughs) it was a joke before, but I'm tacking that on to all of our business ideas and it'll just be another project that we'll We did come up with the idea business. We did, we did. (laughs) If you ever meet me and you get high with me, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to, but we're all going to have like, you know, between five to 15% in each other's businesses and it'll just be like, you know, this continuous like, circle of like wealth and creativity but that's also why this works Mm -hmm. right that's why this community and who i find myself surrounded by is so strong because we are all there saying yes how can i support you Mm -hmm. instead of like how what's in it for me yes there's i love what mm -hmm. you're doing how can i support you what can i do how can i use my talents to help amplify you yes that's the difference it really is and it comes so full circle from what you were saying earlier because when people do get pulled into these projects it gets so um it's everyone's specialties you know they really like found a niche for themselves and that they love and are passionate for and i'm like oh I want someone who does XYZ. I know I can tap them for that. Or like, I know someone 
who needs this so I can ask them for like a photographer what you know there's so many different talented people that we can bring together and I think that that's so cool that people's talents and gifts can be honored that way yeah it's really neat so no I I love it and so um to start closing this out I just wanted to see if you have anything in your bag that you would like to share or anything that you're smoking that you love and think other people should be smoking too all right well I only brought one thing okay I try not to carry too many things like I I swap them out because then my purse is filled with stuff but so this one is my new favorite I picked up so it's a C okay so the thing the rectangle is basically a vape mm-hmm. cartridge yeah so it's a battery so, yeah but what it's Super made by seed it's called the seed abd when you smoke mm. it it's haptic so it buzzes in my hands and it feels really good so it doses no it just oh buzzes. okay yeah no it just buzzes <laughs> but i also like like how it fits in my hand yeah very like, ergonomic good. yeah so i like that and then what i have in the vape pen is I usually carry a vape on me like at all times just yeah. in case of like I need I need yeah. something. Yeah. You need the you need the go the yeah. the go bag. Um so this is Jetty's solventless Ooh. vape cartridge. I like So their what stuff. I love is that more and more vape companies are making solventless mm-hmm. and this one's delicious. So solventless again I mentioned earlier means no chemicals were used to extract this oil. And so that means there's I mean it tastes good. The mm-hmm. live resin was like the previous tastes good, but this tastes even better and it's not harsh on your yeah. throat. It smokes so well. So this one's Jetty's. I know Pax just launched yes. the line. And then uh, there's also Blue River has some really beautiful mm-hmm. solventless as well. And then I've been hearing rumblings from some other big top companies that they're working on them as well. So okay that's so we have yeah we have lots to look forward to then and if you would like to find out eventually the things that you can look forward to uh that christina is doing definitely follow her page we can't talk about it yet (laughs) but um you know follow her page check it out see when it's live that this can be announced but But thank you so much for being here today. This was incredible. And thank thank you you for sharing so much. Thank you. Yeah, so follow me on Instagram at fruitandflower, all one word, no spaces. And then I'm also fruitandflower.co is my website. If you sign up for my email list, you can be first to know whenever new things happen. I also do drops of baked goods every once in a while of fun things. So I highly recommend you sign up for that email list so that you can get them. Um, and then I think I'm going to start doing a Twitch live stream of baking and infusing there too. So I haven't set that up yet, but like if you're, if you're on Twitch, um, there's good things coming. Yeah. Hit me up and send me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is usually the best way to get me. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you all so much for being here on another episode of Send Us Flowers and thank you for being here. I will see you all next week.